Hi there, Christopher Cabernetta show and a little more brain candy about she sent goons to Jennifer Howell. I was placed. Amber Heard's testimony in court. And because of that, she was allegedly threatened on multiple occasions. What exactly did she know? And how did Amber and her team actually send goons after her? Jennifer was previously involved in proceedings of the 2020 case between Johnny Depp and The Sun newspaper. And in the 2020 case, she made a formal declaration where she said that Amber's sister, Whitney, told her that Amber was the aggressor in a past incident. She wrote in part, I have learned that Whitney testified in court July 23rd in London about an incident in March 2015 on the stairs at Johnny Depp's penthouse. She testified that Johnny supposedly hit Amber and Whitney on the stairs at Johnny's downtown penthouse. Then Whitney said she had to go live with her employer where she had to sleep on their floor. I am that employer. This is not what I was told to be true. First, Whitney came to live in the guest room of my apartment on Wilshire Boulevard. Not on my floor, but in my guest room. Second, when Whitney arrived, she was a mess. Whitney told me she tried to stop her sister Amber from attacking Johnny on the stairs. Jennifer also spilled about what Amber's mother told her about Amber and Elon Musk, saying, Paige told me that Amber said Elon was controlling and that she was in a legal battle with him over the rights to embryos that they had created together. He wanted to destroy them, and Amber tried to keep them to have a baby. Paige told me that Johnny was either an angel or a saint compared to Elon, and she wished that Amber and Johnny would reconcile. In addition, Jennifer wrote that Paige also told her the reason Johnny and Amber broke up was because Amber Amber was cruel and emotional and loved Johnny so much that she could not control it. She also talked about the time she stood up for Amber, saying, When Amber got into legal trouble regarding smuggling the dogs into Australia, she asked me to write a character reference about her charity work, and I did so. When Amber was in trouble with the Australian authorities, she asked me to write a character letter in support of her, which I did. I wrote on behalf of Amber for her volunteering with the charity. Such information was obviously bad for Amber's team. And guess what? In the midst of it all, Jennifer's house was broken into, and fans on social media said that Amber and her people probably sent someone after her to scare her from testifying. Jennifer posted about the break-in by captioning a photo. Anyone find it weird that a few Sundays ago, my home was broken into between noon and 8 p.m. by someone who drilled through my door and had professional tools, but nothing was taken. And in another post, she wrote, Yes, that is where they drill. I live on the 10th floor of a building. We have a doorman. This is one of about seven things that have happened since I started to speak the truth of why someone came to live with me after they lied under oath. So in response to the break-in, someone wrote on Twitter, protect Jennifer Howell at all costs. Someone has been trying to intimidate her and scare her from speaking the truth. She's had break-ins and harassment at work and death threats. That's how Heard and her PR team work. Only liars intimidate witnesses. And that's because Amber Heard is a liar. Um, the threats didn't quite stop Jennifer from testifying and exposing Amber and her sister even further. She said during deposition. Because I struggled very much with what to do in a situation that I love someone who I know is doing something very wrong. And I know that they're doing it because they're trying to protect their sister. And... I'm trying to protect her, and I'm just trying to get her to wake up and do the right thing, which is tell the truth. It's the only thing that can help.
everybody involved in this case. And even after testifying, Jennifer remained calm because she believes that karma does not sleep. An Instagram account associated with her posted a photo with the caption, Home. We are all going home and the road to get there is different for each of us. Somehow, I believe that deep down in our soul, we all know where we are returning to. Karma comes for us all, and she is not a one-lifetime kind of vixen. You want to know something even crazier that took place during the trial? Check out this next video. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, let's see here. Dateline and body language. Visit Sweetwater.com for the widest selection of music gear at the best no, prices. Thank you. Experience our award-winning custom. Call June Friday Night Live. Debbie heard juror speak. Therapist notes. Emily B. D. Baker. Camille graduating. Um, to what pretending to be crazy looks like near a deli. Huh. Jolly removes her wig. Whoa. Johnny Depp, the Amber Heard, the only unbiased account of the trial and evidence. Did Amber just set herself up to be sued again, Banfield? Hi, Dr. B. Catch pretty funniest predator. Same member trying to shut us down. I can't tell you about Umbrella Guy. New motion, step be heard. <coughs> Body language analyst, the call to change everything. Uh, we already heard about that. Body language behavior experts from Dateline. Angry judge moments. Kidnapping teen activist. Amber Heard friend, she's lying. Amber Heard co-star, because his lies. Never back down, Stephen Crowley. What? Johnny Depp lawyer shuts down expert who says Jason Momoa is like Amber Heard's. What the hell does that mean? JC Momoa. That's one of your compliments, right? Oh my god. He's, he's been prominent since 1999. He was Baywatch in 99. <laughs> Didn't know that. <laughs> 44 episodes on Baywatch. Do you know that? <laughs> you can look it up if you did. I, I'll, I'll go with that. Right. But you remember about Baywatch. Uh -huh. Actually, I didn't watch Baywatch, but right. he certainly had the physique for it, so... Stargate Atlantis, Jesus. he was on that. Many episodes. Right. Did you know that? 
Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. He played Conan the Barbarian. Oh, yeah! In TV or film? Film. 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 Okay. I don't, I heard I don't have not. Mr. Momoa's um, resume memorized, so... No, I'm, I'm just trying to understand how you came to the conclusion they're, they're comparable, because I I'm, I'm just want to spend a few times, a few minutes talking about uh, Mr. Momoa's career. Yeah. Um, Game of Thrones was one of the most popular things on TV. I heard about that For show. a period of three years, correct? Yes, he was. A period of three years. Game of Thrones. Yes, he was. Yep. And he's Aquaman, yes, dude. right? Yes, he is. Right. He's what? the title character in Aquaman. Right. Yes. Yeah. And he was actually Aquaman in a movie before the Aquaman movie started. That's true. You mean Justice League and then Yes. Batman versus Superman. Dawn of Justice. What, wasn't he in that as Aquaman? I didn't see that one. Didn't see it? No. Miss Hurd wasn't in that movie, was she? Not that I know of, no. No. I don't remember him. And he was in both Justice League movies. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and he's in Aquaman 2. Right. Yes. They used him in the second Lego movie. Right? Yes. Dune. Um, he's one of the most heroic characters. Create your future as a film uh -huh. and TV writer. Immerse yourself in character creation, story structure, and dialogue. Welcome, folks. I am Jabby Kuwait, joined by Char Kirk. What's up? We're going to look at body language yes. analyst reacts to Amber Heard cross-examination. What happened with Johnny Depp? This is from the Behavioral Arts YouTube channel. So earlier today, we actually watched one of his earlier videos called Body Language Analyst Reacts to Amber Heard Testimony. Did Johnny Depp hit her? Shocking perjury. That was more for Achar and I because people were recommending that video, but it is several days old. We only recorded our reaction for Justin Casey's, meaning if you guys really want to see it, let us know in the comments and we'll put it out. But we thought that maybe people would be more interested in seeing our reaction to the video you're seeing now. So again, this is from the Behavioral Arts. There's a link in the description below. You can click on that link and give the original video an upvote and subscribe to him from there. Let's go into this. Here we go. I use pledge and donation synonymous with one another. They but I don't. Something. It's heard. I don't use it synonymously. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Behavioral Arts, and this is the video we've all been waiting for. Amber Heard's cross-examination, and there is a lot of stuff going on. I'm going to break down some body language. I'm going to break down some statements that she's making. I'm going to break down Camille Vasquez and some of what we're seeing with her. That's the lawyer who was actually questioning her. A lot of exciting stuff. Here we go. Yes, I get up and wash my face, like most of us, um, and I put on right away uh, a moisturizer that has... Um, tinted foundation in it and then i put another foundation on because it has sunblock in it i have a skin condition that my skin reacts to the sun in a bad way so i have to i have to wear a sunscreen or sunblock and no woman no woman wants to walk around with a bruise on her face uh and then if you want to cover it's time for friday night live we have so much to talk about I am running late. My neck is giving me Emily the Baker. business. I am drinking water tonight. Let me know where you're coming in from. I feel like my chair has like been sinking. Let me know where you're coming in from, what you're drinking tonight. We have lots to talk about. I'm going to talk about the text crew first because woo, we have some text crew tea. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. We're going to talk mostly tonight about 
what's going on with a juror or a supposed juror speaking out in the Depp Heard case. What might be going on with this interview tonight? No, I am not streaming it. I think even with commentary, there can be some copyright issues with that. It is an exclusive interview on Dateline. It is not something, you know, the trial is different because it is pool cameras, so it is copyright free. But this is an exclusive interview. It is at the same time as the live event, and I am not, I'm choosing not to do that. So what I'm going to do with the interview is talk about the parts that we haven't seen yet. I did watch the like half hour preview on Peacock. I'm going to share that with you. Talk about the jurors speaking out. Talk about the therapist notes. Talk about some other things coming in um, in one other case, but then answer your questions. I know there's still a lot of questions. A lot of the recent streams, I have not had time to get to enough Q&A. And truthfully, um, my neck is killing me. I don't think I can do a ton of topics tonight. Just can't, just literally just can't. So that's what we're doing tonight. Um, I'm going to break down that interview for the podcast with clips that are new or things we haven't heard or are relevant if there are any. If there aren't any, Emily, what are you doing for next week's podcast? We'll figure it out tomorrow on Father's Day weekend after I go to the farmer's market because that's so all of you, it's so good to see you coming in from literally all over the world. Hello, hello, hello. I love the deep purple. Hey, I know. Hi, I'm going to try to get some like ultraviolet hair going next time with a little bit more blue and this like deep, like ultraviolet purple. It feels so Do you powerful. Really be on, to be on the so with that, I'm going to get going sleep? live. Um, I'm going to roll the intro. We're going to talk about one Question other story. Mark. Then we're going to depth her all uh, the things. For those of you asking about the text crew, we're going to talk about that. Like That's Trump? going to be part of our weekly roundup. You know what? We'll Question do a weekly mark. roundup. I've got one story on a Girardi case that we've been covering, and text. Trump is Just, going to prison. I, I am. I try not to go off on the internet. Comma my level of rage comma. is very high. For those of Election you that were on judge. the. Patreon exclusive live really last night. You got a preview of it, but the fuckery way? continues. So Fresh let's just let's get, in, let's get into it. Let's just let's get into the fuckery. Hey there. If we haven't met yet, I'm Emily D. Baker, the badass lawyer and everyone's favorite legal commentator. I'm the host of The Emily Show, and I break down the legal shit behind the news and pop culture stories we all want to talk about. I have been a licensed attorney for over 15 years, but this is not legal advice. If you do, I should come warn you, on. I'm a big fan of the cursey words. This channel is where the law nerds Expect unite to, to talk be about indicted as co-conspirator! Exclamation point. I also realize I haven't put my Tell ears the in yet. Taz, congratulations on your new job. Woohoo! It's so good to see all of you. There are over, well, over 11,000 of you watching across platforms. I'm sure that as the night goes, that will grow. I'm sure some are watching this interview live as it is happening, and we will pick people up um, as we go. But I'm going to try to get my ears in because we are going to talk about some video tonight. But while I'm putting my ears in, did I do them early? No, why not? Um, I was trying to sort itself out with me. This is a, look, I... Um, I hurt my neck as a kid, uh, like 
paramedics off of the beach in a neck brace, all the things. Hurt my neck as a kid and then had back trouble in my adult life. And the fact that I got through the entire depth herd trial without like my body acting up too much was just absolutely bananas and so i'm not surprised i don't know i might have sneezed i could i could have looked down at my phone askance and my neck is like girl you flew too close to the sun we're out so it is just giving me the business today but it's something i regularly take care of and it's just you know it is part of my life but has been a part of my life for as long as i can remember so with that, first thing up, we are going to talk about, you know, it's so funny, Jennifer. I tried Amica cream for the neck, and it doesn't seem to be covering up the deep, deep muscle pain. <laughs> but I have it. Um, I have I have Amica cream. So I am very familiar with my um, with my, my muscles kind of giving me the Monica. nonsense. But I have... Um, I, I have always found a team to help. Um, how, Emily, have you been doing all of your like physical therapy stretches and all the things you need to do to take care of yourself? No. <laughs> and that's where we end up, Emily, with um, me working too much and then getting into getting into a little bit of nonsense. But that's where I'm at. Definitely have salon pause. We're going to be dealing with that. I see the chat saying hello, Shadow. Hello, JDN. Um, so we'll take care of the we'll take care of the necky poo i just wanted to let you know what's going on because i'm just like you'll see it you'll see it on my face and that's that's part of it and it's also part of why why do we have one thing tonight this is why this is why so yes i have a tense machine i can't do it on the part of my neck where this is out and talk well I just, it makes it hard for me to focus. Yes, I have Tiger Bomb. You guys are great with the suggestions. Um, did you send out a text to the text crew? Let's, um, let's, let's have a conversation. I guess this is going to be our weekly roundup. So just, we're going to just, this is going to be our weekly roundup as we're saying hello. Sorry, I forgot to change my sound over. Um, so... For the text crew, I use a company that's also used by like Mr. Beast and Phil DeFranco and you know what and fast forward. Oh, shit. oh good. Vibes. And then I got very wet in Massachusetts in the rain in my mm -hmm. beloved docks and my roommate in college yelled at me about not wanting to get the floor all wet with my docks and i left them outside my room to dry and that was the last time i ever saw my beloved doc bartons but we need to get into erica girardi and her taxes real quick sorry for the the extended story time of my shoes talk about it we're just going to talk we're going to talk about it um so is that one piece of evidence that you wish the jury had seen that you could point to you say ah oh, this would have made the difference yeah what is it there's a a binder worth of years of notes dating back to 2011 from the very beginning of my relationship that were taken by my doctor who i was reporting the abuse to here's my first question um her doctor her therapist she was reporting abuse to 
Why is a mandatory reporter not reporting it? I have questions. Are these hearsay papers? Yes, we're going to get into why. But why is this not being reported? We're going to talk about therapy in a minute. We're going to talk about therapy notes in a minute. But she is reporting to her therapist. He says he's never struck any woman. His lawyers argued at trial. None of his other prior relationships, not one woman has come forward and said he physically hit them. You were the only one. Look what happened to me when I came forward. <laughs> what happened to you when you came forward? She acts like a victim like Michael Jackson. Yes, there have been people on social media that were mean. I did not see a massive backlash. Did I miss it? Because I saw a backlash against him. I saw covers of magazines and op-eds and ambassadorships and bigger roles in movies for her. I, and you see what happened to me. You became an ambassador for the ACLU. You were on the cover of People magazine. Probably not the way you wanted to be, but you were on the cover of People magazine. You did an op-ed in a, I don't know what's going on with the Washington Post currently, but in a uh, large masthead respected newspaper that's having some internal struggles. Um, you guys are saying California doctors and nurses are mandatory reporters. She said her doctor. She said her doctor. She said her doctor. So when she said her doctor, I am going with her doctor. But look at what happened to me when I came forward. What? What happened? People are mean online is different than something happening. Did I chat? What am I missing? What else happened? Bigger movie roles. Magazine covers. Ambassador of the ACLU. Television show appearances. L'Oreal. What else? Yes, the uh, I see Hazel in the chat. It just jumped because there are, you know, over 20,000 people here um, said now. There's backlash now. Yes, there's backlash now, but there wasn't then. So I have thoughts about this. Yes, the L'Oreal deal. Yes, 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 yes. We're going to keep going through this, and then I have more thoughts. I have more thoughts. I have more thoughts. I have more thoughts. Would you? I should have backed up. Look at what happened to me. Would you? I mean, I don't particularly want to be in the movies. I find that terrifying. Um, I don't think I am an actor at all. Would not want to be one. It seems difficult. But Doesn't bad things are like happening me. now. I didn't see bad things happening then. You were the only one. Look what happened to me when I came forward. Not to mention, when women came forward against Harvey Weinstein and others, the first, the first that came forward did get backlash. And then as more women came forward, 
the tide turned, which is part of what Me Too, as the tide was turning then, part of what was happening then is that women were supporting other women saying, this also happened to me. Stop going after this this person who is reporting it. There are all of us. Um, and there were, you know, covers, again, covers a magazine talking about the women of Me Too that I remember of women speaking up. Sue, that's so kind. You are an entertainer, not an actor. I am definitely not an actor. Definitely not. I just, you know, microphone face. But... Would you? And you can see much more. Oh, that was it. Okay. I thought there was more because there's another minute. So 47 seconds of this. We're going to go through it one more time because I have a lot more to say. I have a lot more to say about this. Is there one piece of evidence that you wish the jury had seen that you could point to? You say, ah, this would have made the difference. Yeah. What is it? There's a, a binder worth of years of notes dating back to 2011 from the very beginning of my relationship that were taken by my doctor who I was reporting the abuse to. He says he's never struck any woman. His lawyers argued at trial. None of his other prior relationships, not one woman has come forward and said he physically hit them. You were the only one. Look what happened to me when I came forward. Would you? What? What? What happened? The thing is, she does talk about a binder full of doctor's notes. We learn in the other clip um, that was premiered on Peacock that these are therapist notes. I realize that therapists are not always mandatory reporters. I do not know the ins and outs of that and have not refreshed myself on it. But here's part of why therapy notes are hearsay. Because the point of therapy is to treat the person that is telling you the things not to investigate the things. It is not their job to investigate if what they are being told is true or not. Because for a therapist, it doesn't always matter if it's true or not. What matters is this is what the person is telling them and disclosing to them, and then they deal with it. So when you're looking at a court of law, the therapist's notes are hearsay. They are out-of-court statements. Do you know who the best, um, the best recitation of what was said to a therapist is? The person who said it to the therapist. Who is that person? Amber Heard. So the best evidence of what Amber Heard told her therapist is Amber Heard. And she testified. She doesn't need to testify, I told my therapist this. She needs to testify, this is what happened. Which she had the opportunity to do for days and days and days and days. But also, the therapy notes were relied on by Dr. Hughes and reviewed by Dr. Curry. So it's not as if the therapist notes didn't come in. They were reviewed by the doctors who were given the task of doing the analysis of her to testify. So the therapy notes were not kept out um, 
Lisa E. is saying therapists by law must report harm of their client in California. This is the biggest question I have, and this has been an overriding question in this case. But what, what is so frustrating is it's not that the binder full of notes didn't come in. They were reviewed by the proper witnesses who used them or didn't use them in their analysis, and they were asked about them. I need to go back and look at Dr. Curry because Dr. Curry was asked about it and Dr. Hughes was asked about it, about the therapist notes. So it is not as if the notes, which again are hearsay and are not coming in, it's not as if the notes would have changed things for the jury. And I'm actually really glad I did this in this order because now, it, Emily, is it like you plan things? No. Today, no. 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 Not smooth. Didn't plan. Wop. But it will lead us into talking about the jury. Look, y'all. We segued. I'm sure I'm going to have more ramblings about this as we talk about the jury. But the best person to give evidence of the notes is Amber Heard to testify about what the notes were said. The notes were reviewed by the forensic analysis witnesses. The statements in the notes cannot be read in. You can't just be like, oh, well, on this date, the therapist said this. That's not how that works. That is hearsay. But she can say, this is what happened. This is what happened. This is what happened. I reported it. And so it was. I saw a doctor. The question didn't get asked a lot in court, and I wonder why about mandatory reporters. Because mm, I was raped with until, a broken bottle. But not nearly enough. So as we go into what Good Morning America is up to with a juror, we are going to look at their clip and their reporting and do commentary on it. And then we are going to go to the article as well that has much more information about this. As we're switching topics, actually, I'm going to swoop first and then. And then we're going to go to... Um, questions but we're going to swoop and then we'll get to questions and super chats and all the good all the good things <clears throat> here's my hesitation in covering this i do not know how gma knows that this is a juror because they did not disclose what they relied on to determine the veracity of the person coming forward there is a, a YouTuber here on the platform that I love. Um, Savvy writes books. And when Savvy interviews people, which happens when she's breaking down MLMs and things like that, she very clearly discloses, this is how I verified the veracity of this person in a tremendously transparent way. And it is admirable. And I, this is why I rely a lot on creators that I love to break things down because I am not seeing that transparency here did you review their juror id badge did you review their name did you review did you call chanley painter and be like hey this person says they were juror this they look like this is that the person you saw in court like how did they verify you Pete, you've helped us make wise like this is that the person you saw in court like how did they verify that this person is a juror? How, 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 how? Uh, Amanda Joe said, hey, I want to savvy's mods and friends. She's the best. She is the best. I admire her so much. I've been on her channel. I, I, the way she breaks down information is so delightful. She's so smart. Um, Kendall Ray, too. Kendall Ray does the exact same thing. 
there are creators that do this better than traditional media. So when traditional media comes for creators, it's like, <laughs> that's adorable. Do you watch any of these creators? Because they go, they go so far to verify it. And so Shelly is asking me a great question. Hello. Maybe the juror came to them. Maybe the juror did come to them, but how do they, how did they verify? Because they couldn't go to the juror. The juror information is sealed. So how did they verify that the person that came to them is actually a juror? Unlike the person on TikTok who was like, I was a juror. You weren't. How do you verify it? That's what I want to know. Of course, the jurors have to go to them, but there has to be a way that they verify the work because the jurors information is sealed. I got asked this a lot on TikTok, not TikTok. Damn it. Twitter. Actually, I like TikTok better than Twitter. TikTok, Twitter. I got asked on Twitter um, about could are the jurors allowed to speak? There was some confusion about whether or not the jurors are barred from speaking to the media. The Jurors are not barred from speaking to someone in the media. The media can't get their information, the juror information, to contact them. But it doesn't prevent a juror from reaching out. And that's an important distinction. The jurors are allowed to speak, allowed to say what they want, allowed to talk about this case. Their information is sealed so the media can't go find them. There's other ways for a juror to verify that they were a juror. There were people in the courtroom. I don't think GMA had someone in the courtroom. The only person I saw from traditional media day in and day out was Chanley Painter. Even at the end of trial, I didn't see, you know, and when we asked Rob and Runkle and others about it, they were like, no, it's court TV is who's in the courtroom. Everyone else is getting it from, well, I don't know. I, st I didn't know till towards the end of the trial that the LA Times thought Jason Momoa had testified because they saw it on TikTok. What? So. Runkle of the Bailey thought it was possible. I see the comment. Thought it was possible. It was one of the jurors, but still skeptical. I'm skeptical and tell me how until you tell me how you how you determine this as a juror. They do get paperwork that they're a juror, but why not say that it was reviewed? Just like so in the um in the NBC Dateline part of the interview that was on Peacock, they said we reviewed Amber Heard's therapy notes and this is what we determined. Why not just say? We reviewed this say you reviewed it what did you review to determine it so with that heaping steaming pile of caveat we are going to talk about this yes i know the jason momoa interview was fake chat i know it was but it still got reported on as if it was real and that is where i have questions and there hope did a story on his channel about 23 articles coming down from usa today because the reporter had created sources. There is a problem here. This is where we have questions and I have questions comes up. I have questions. I want to talk about this. I want to I want to have a conversation about it, but I also want to be mindful that I am not certain that GMA has verified this person as a juror because they have not said how they verified it. So I can't verify how they verified. And if I can't verify how they verified, then I don't know. Um, but we're still going to talk about it. Caveat. Caveat. This is where I have questions plays in. This is where, like, I'm interested, but I have questions. This is where it plays in. This is where it plays in. Um, Kitty M said maybe the validity of, of his, um, 
identity was verified by a reputable person who was actually in court. If they did that, they should have disclosed it. That's all. I don't care how they verified. I don't want to know how they verified. I don't want to know who the person is. I want to know that their identity is being protected. I am fine with all of that. Just say this person was verified as a juror through means. Through some means. Jen B, I never got a text. You were live. I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to just refer CEG, the beginning of the stream, and the, the text crew. There. That. All right. Let us, let us, with all of those steaming piles of caveat, go to A, what is being reported here, and B, what is being reported in the article. Because these are not the same in my mind. So let us, let us go. Uh-oh, sound. Maybe this is the juror and the Johnny Depp Amber. You know, I don't break down video a lot. Though I very much... George, chill. Though I very much enjoy it. Um, And it really started with Alec Baldwin's wild interview about the Rust case, is where I'm like, is it helpful if I break this down? And all of you were like, yes, it's helpful to break it down. And now I'm just kind of loving it. (laughs) I'm like, can we break down? I want to break this down all the time can we just break it down all the time i love breaking i just i love i love breaking down videos this is this is very much fun so let's do it at the verdict trevor Arnold here with the story good morning trevor good morning george you know this trial had the whole world watching and debating every question every claim in this morning you know we actually considered trevor before we landed on travis just just saying i did the suit trevor Let's keep going. We have exclusive insight into what the jury was thinking. Now, we agreed not to reveal his identity or juror number, so you won't see his face or hear his voice, but he revealed a That's fine, but did you verify that this was a juror? And how? A lot about how these multi-million dollar decisions were made. This morning, an ABC News exclusive. New details from the Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation trial from a member of the jury says a lot of Amber's story didn't add up, and the majority of the jury felt she was more the aggressor. Fair. 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 I can see how the jury can get to that decision. Assuming that this is what they did. He balled up his fist, leaned back, and headbutted me square in the nose. It's always so interesting to me that when she is describing action... She is describing the action of the person doing the thing and not her being on the receiving end of the thing. That is always very odd to me. But never did I myself reach the point of um, uh, striking Ms. Heard in any way. The juror, one of five men on the seven-person jury, said Heard's emotional testimony was not realistic. Weird, weird, weird. Heard's Heard's testimony was not realistic, says the juror, says GMA. Okay. Took my life. The crying, the facial expressions that she had, the staring at the jury, all of us were very uncomfortable. We talked about this so much. Um when we were watching this trial that 
um, that the looking dead at the jury over and over and over could backfire. I also talked about Johnny Depp being flippant with Rottenborn and others could backfire. But I talked about the, the all of this, every single question staring down the jury could backfire. So, you know, saying that it's making a juror uncomfortable um, doesn't surprise me in the least because it made us uncomfortable as we were watching the testimony. It's like, this is so awkward. And that's exactly what, you know, those that were reporting from the courtroom, like Rob and Ian, um, Rob at Lawn Lumber and Ian at Runkle of the Bailey, were saying when they would come in at lunch, like, this is kind of awkward. Like, even um, her staring, turning around and staring at us feels a little awkward. Like, it's it's a little too... Um, a little too intense. So. Would answer one question and she would be crying. And two seconds later, she would turn ice cold. Some of us use the expression crocodile tears. I didn't think he knew what he was doing. I don't know how. On Depp's side, a lot of the jury felt what he was saying at the end of the day was more believable. He just seemed a little more real in terms of how he was responding to questions. I think that's His fair. emotional state was very stable throughout. It could begin with, you know, throwing a TV and remote at my head. It could be throwing a glass of wine in my face. The juror said the revelation Heard had not donated her $7 million divorce settlement to charity was a fiasco for her. Interesting use of word and something that we also talked about um, when this was going down. Because in, in the jury instructions, and we went over them a number of times, and if you're interested, we'll pull it back up tonight on the way that they are to determine credibility of witnesses. But catching someone in a falsity, if the jury decides somebody had intentionally been false or been lying, they're allowed to weigh that pretty heavily. And that's a really interesting thing when they're saying, look, this is a big deal, especially that TV clip where she's saying, I wanted nothing. I donated it all. That is a very, very big deal. Because then showing um, that it was not, in fact, donated, it was pledged. Because she never said, I pledged it all. She said, I donated it all. And then we were seeing her in her interview, CEG Tuesday, we're seeing her in her interview saying, I shouldn't have had to donate it to be believed. Oh, so you didn't donate it because you wanted to give money to the ACLU and to Children's Hospital. You donated it because you knew that you needed that to fit the narrative. Okay. 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 You still haven't donated the $7 million divorce settlement to charity. Incorrect. I pledged the entirety. I use pledge and donation synonymous. Miss Heard, I do not use them synonymously. Sorry, I'm now playing the, the role of Camille Vasquez this evening. But I use them synonymously. She's telling the jury that's not true. I didn't pay it. That's not true. It... And the jury's like, um, what? With one another. She goes on a talk show in the UK. The video shows her sitting there telling the host that she gave all that money away. 
and the terms Ooh, she like used in that video though. clip were, I gave it away, I donated it, it's gone. The fact is, she didn't give much of it away at all. He also disputed Heard's attorney's claim the jury was influenced by social media, saying, And I wonder, and we will read through the entire article, I wonder if this was part of a strategy. I really wonder, because here's my train of thought on this. If there are problems with the jury, it is their surefire best bet, and it's still a very high bar. We saw this with um, the Maxwell case with Juror 50. It is a very high bar. Yes, I know, Chad, I know it's a Dutch show. I know it's a Dutch, they don't, nobody knows. Americans are the worst. Nobody knows. And it was called a Danish show throughout the trial. It is a Dutch show. Chat, you are wise. <laughs> you are wise. You should all be fact checkers for ABC. <laughs> America's so stupid about geography. So with that, um, here's my train of thought on whether this is a strategy. There is a high, a high burden if there are problems with the jury. But with the problems with the jury, it is the best path to an appeal best it is it is one of those sacred things so if there is jury fuckery it is a better path but the only way you generally know if there's jury fuckery is if somebody comes forward and is like hello fuckery and that is a very big deal and that's what we saw with juror 50 juror 50 in the maxwell case went on and gave a as experts in online education, Purdue University Global gives you all the flexibility you need to balance. Juror 50 in the Maxwell case went on and gave um, went on and gave interviews after the Maxwell conviction, talking about things that had not been disclosed in the juror questionnaire. And there was a filing by the prosecution the same day. And that was a very big deal. And I was like, "Ooh, this I don't see how we keep going. I was wrong. Court kept going. Joe Nierman was like, there's no way this is getting overturned. I'm like, mm, this is about as close as we're ever going to get to this being a big issue. And uh, Joe was absolutely right. I was not. And the court was like, no, it doesn't. It still doesn't raise to the level. So baiting the jury by calling into question their integrity is the best way to get nuggets of information to potentially put into an appeal. I think. I think this is a strategy. I think this is the best bet to try to get somebody to come out of the woodwork and, and have a conversation because they can't go to the jurors. They can't go get them. They can't go ask them questions. It's sealed. So I think this was a strategy. I don't like this strategy, but I also know there are a lot of people, myself included, when your integrity is called into question, you're like, fuck this shit. That's not fair. And these jurors were there more than six weeks out of their life. I would be offended. I would be angry. How would you feel, Chad, if you if you sat through this trial, knowing what you know, seeing what you saw, giving up your life? Wouldn't you be pissed if somebody was like, they were influenced by social media? No, motherfucker. I was influenced by the testimony that I watched. 
not social media. I watched this trial day in and day out under bright fluorescent lights, you know, at the tail end of a pandemic with alpacas outside every single day on this high profile case. The last thing I wanted to do was be on social media. I wasn't on social media. I wasn't influenced by social media. I was here all the time. I saw it live. No, I left. Could you imagine the amount of emails you would have at your job if you were gone for over six weeks? You get back from your desk after four days and it's like, fuck, six weeks of like $30 a day. (laughs) And sitting in court all day is exhausting. It's not fun. It's, it's not easy. I would be so angry. And I think that was the point of throwing the jury under the bus was seeing if they would, if they would, if somebody would come out and give them a nugget that they could run with, because this is still strategy. I don't like the strategy, but I understand the strategy. I think they would have gone much better. And this is, you know, the interviews done. And I don't want to say, I don't want to say anything that's like, that's a good idea. Sometimes we know that happens too, but I would have just gone the direction of what was going on in this, in the courtroom and outside of the courtroom, outside of the courtroom, there were signs and Amber Heard talks about this in her interview. She said, there's signs. I can't repeat what they said on TV. I guarantee you if there were vitriolic signs and threatening signs, wouldn't we have seen that in the media? The media was still very pro heard during this trial. If people were holding up signs threatening her, wouldn't those have been on court TV? Wouldn't those have been reported on by somebody that was there? Wouldn't Rob and Ian have seen them and said, I saw them? Focus on what the jurors would have driven past every day. Getting into the courtroom, hearing people saying, yay. Focus on that. But they can't focus on that. You know why they can't focus on that? Because they brought hashtag justice for Johnny Depp into evidence. And an appeal court would look at that and be like, yeah, there were alpacas dressed as pirates outside. But you said hashtag justice for Johnny Depp and gave them the numbers, the actual numbers on how much more popular that hashtag was on social media than hashtag Amber Heard and all the other Amber Turd and all the other ones. 
they brought social media into the courtroom. Amber Heard looked at the jury dead ass and said, Google me, you'll see. Girl, they can't Google you. You're asking them to you're asking them to go on social media. And you're asking them to not just go on social media, but be influenced by social media and impacted by social media. And they weren't told they could never go on social media. They were told they could not look at information about this case anywhere. And I would need to go back and listen to Judge A's kind of rundown of, you know, you can't go look at this and this and this and this and this. (sighs) Okay, we're not done. We are, we are. Let us back that thing up. Keep going. I'm sorry. I'm ranty. Influenced by social media, saying we followed the evidence. Myself and at least two other jurors don't use Twitter or Facebook. Others who had it Bad made respect. a point not to talk about. So others who had social media made a point not to talk about social media. Fine. Got it. He said, ultimately, what I think is truthful was that they were both abusive to each other. I don't think that. We are going to read the quotes down below. I think this mischaracterizes it a bit, but we'll get into that. Makes either of them right or wrong. But to rise to the level of what she was claiming, there wasn't enough or any evidence that really supported what she was saying. There wasn't enough or any evidence that supported what she was saying. Which is really the heart of the thing. She did not say... She did not say, I was... She said this too, but she did not say only that she was terrorized. She did not say only that she felt controlled. She did not say only that there was coercion in their relationship. She detailed horrific levels of violence and abuse and sexual violence. That is what she testified to. So while there are lots of forms of abuse in domestic violence relationships, that's not what she detailed the most. She focused on physical and sexual violence. And when you focus on that, for your lawyers to get up at the end and try to say any act of violence or any act of control, even even the psychological um, control and even these types of abuse count is very hard to undo the horrific things that she detailed. Because what she didn't focus on was the, you know, the abusive language, the, you know, being afraid of things being thrown. She didn't talk about that. And so as the, the focus of her testimony, it was in there, but it was not the focus of her testimony. So I'm not surprised that when she said I became the face of domestic abuse, that when the jury heard abuse, what they thought of was violence and Rottenborn, to his credit, did the best that he could saying to when he was cross-examining Johnny Depp, but wasn't the psychological abuse the worst? And Johnny Depp's like, yes, it was the worst. But I don't think Amber Heard as a client wanted to focus on that. She wanted to focus on being pummeled with hands full of rings and and everything else that she detailed. And so we're going to we're going to get into that more as we get into this written statement. But I wanted I wanted you to see the difference between the video clip that is probably what most will watch and the written statement, which is what some lawnards will read because it's also different. Why is it different? 
added that he believed Johnny did not hit Amber. And he also revealed the jury was given no guidance on the amount of money that both stars were awarded. We could have told you that. We watched. The jury was given no guidance. It's not in the jury instructions. It's not in the closing arguments. In the closing arguments, Elaine was like, we'd love $350,000. And and Ben Chu was like, yeah, it's not about money for us. So no, they got nothing. Normally, you will get a closing that will tell the jury how to determine uh, damages. And they will say, we're asking for this much money or that much money. This jury in closing got literally like, eh, figured out. I agree with that 100%. He said each juror threw out a number that they thought was fair. And notably about the attorneys, he said he thought Depp's team was sharp, while Hurd's team had sharp elbows. Meaning, I want to know if this juror played water polo. Because sharp elbows, I mean, I guess you elbow people in basketball too. But sharp elbows is... It just is so reminiscent of water polo to me. But again, I only can speak to my own experience. But sharp elbows is a very interesting statement of like, they were not exactly um, playing fair. That's how I read that. They were abrupt. They frequently interrupted. Now, heard, of course, not as much as I do, boo. <laughs> I'm going to back this up a little with the sharp elbows. <clears throat> Depp's team was sharp, while Hurd's team had sharp elbows, meaning they were abrupt. They frequently interrupted. Now, Hurd, of course, does plan to appeal this, and Depp is about to be back in court with these same lawyers for a separate case. He's accused of assaulting a manager on a movie set back in 2017. Guys. Okay, Trevor, thanks for bringing our chief legal analyst, Dan Abrams. And, Dan, I guess it's common sense the jurors found Depp more credible. Dan yeah, Abrams. Dan Abrams of Law and Crime. So if you've heard us around the law tubes talk about law and crime this is dan abrams the man behind law and crime so let us hear what he has to say i these jury interviews to be fascinating after a case to know exactly what they were thinking about y'all doing dan abrams dirty with the way he's mic'd right now that sounded like he was calling in from a tin can with a string 17 guys okay trevor thanks let's bring in our chief legal analyst dan abrams and dan i guess it's common sense the jurors found debt more credible yeah i always find these jury interviews to be fascinating after a case to know exactly what they were thinking about all the evidence that was presented here and it's not just that they found Depp more credible it's the little nuances right it's the little things that bug them um, about amber heard and i think they were bothered by being stared at not like it humans don't like that can you imagine being in a being in a uh group dinner and having somebody telling you things that you kind of don't believe and just being like i i just jennifer that's hilarious sharp elbows is pretty sophisticated for the average rando i mean it, it's a very it's a very sports ball analogy it, it resonated to me with water polo because damn it elbows hurt one of the guys on my team ended up with two broken ribs from an elbow elbows can do some damage all right we're going to continue to give legal commentary of legal commentary are we having law commentary exception yes that's so important people forget that it really can come down to the credibility of the person testifying we always it's a defamation case it's it's literally the the definition it's a defamation case. The definition of he said, she said, it all comes down to credibility. All. 
We say in cases, in criminal cases, for example, if a defendant takes the witness stand, the case could come down to the credibility of that witness. Yes. And it's true. And it's not just what they're saying, it's how they're saying it. And I think that that's part of what's super interesting. being overcoached? Yes. And remember, we talked about this. Disagree. I don't think she was overcoached. I think this was a choice. I think some of this was her choice. Um, I think I think this was her choice. I don't think it was overcoached. I really, really don't. Um, but I say that with hesitancy because the experts from Team Heard also looked at the jury substantially more than the experts from Depp, who I thought had a good pattern.